So here's a question. What makes a city a great destination? For me, there are a couple of essential criteria. It has to be walkable. Well, of course. It should have beautiful architecture and fantastic food. And ideally, it should be set on the water. One city that ticks all of those boxes is Copenhagen. And that's why today we're going exploring in the Danish capital. Hello, I'm Uti Jonka, and thanks for joining me on Walk the World, where today we're doing it Scandi style. The thing I love about the Scandinavians is that they know how to make the most of what they've got. They're stuck with this climate where the sun all but disappears for several months of the year. But they've turned that to their advantage and created these beautiful interiors that are havens of comfort and design. And then they use those same principles to create stunning contemporary architecture. And on today's walk, we're going to see plenty of both. Our starting point is a hotel that wasn't just the city's first skyscraper when it opened in 1960. It was also the very first design hotel in the world. The thing about this hotel, which today is known as the Radisson Collection Royal Hotel, is that not just the building, but everything in it, from the carpets to the chairs to the cutlery in the restaurant, all of it was designed by the same man, Arne Jakobsen, who's a giant of Danish design. In an ideal world, you'd be able to walk into this hotel as it once was, but sadly, that's no longer the case. There is one suite that's been preserved the way it was, in case you want to book that for yourself. That's room 606, but you can still admire the beautiful modernist exterior and the stunning spiral staircase that was one of the key features of the original foyer, which also has a lot of Jakobsen's furniture still on display. From here, we're going to take a walk along Storget, which is one of Europe's longest pedestrianized streets. In some ways, it's your typical shopping street, but there are a couple of things that make it special. One is the quality of the architecture, which is just gorgeous. You'll find lots of elegant 19th century townhouses along here. And keep an eye out for the decorations that have been carved into the facades. As a port city, Copenhagen loves a bit of a nautical theme. So you'll see the odd Viking ship, as well as plenty of depictions of Poseidon, the god of the sea, who also crops up on a number of fountains around town. The other reason to take a stroll along Storget is that it's got some great interior shops. So if you like a bit of Danish design, you're going to be very happy here. Companies such as Royal Copenhagen Porcelain and George Jensen have their flagship stores here. But my personal favorite is Ilum's Bullikhaus, where the best of Scandinavian design of all types is packed into several stories of just design delight. Also worth a look around here is the gorgeous Magasin du Nord, which is one of those old school department stores where you're transported to a more elegant time. And don't forget to head downstairs where the food hall is, because that's pretty special too. 
From here, it's just a short walk to one of my favourite buildings in Copenhagen. Now from the outside, it looks rather forbidding. It has these sombre walls of rough stone. But that's kind of appropriate because this is the Danish National Bank. The architect was Arne Jakobsen. Yeah, the same one behind the hotel we looked at earlier. And he was clearly riffing on the idea of the bank as solid, reliable fortress. You can take a peek inside at the lobby, which is quite small in area, but the space is 20 meters high. And surprisingly, it's filled with daylight, which pours in through these narrow ribbons of glass that are almost invisible from the outside. The whole thing is quite stark, but in the most beautiful way. Just a short stroll away is Newhound Canal, one of the town's most picturesque spots. Once a sailor's district, this is now packed with cafes and restaurants that are tucked into these tiny, colourfully painted, gabled houses. Some of these are hundreds of years old. If you go and have a look at number nine, that's the oldest one of all, and it dates all the way back to 1681. From here, it's time to cross the water. Copenhagen has lots of bridges reserved for walkers and cyclists, and from Newhound we can cross directly to Kustianshavn, a hip neighbourhood that's scattered across a number of islands with lots of cafes and colourful houseboats. Until now, we've been seeing a lot of traditional architecture, but what's happening on this side of the water is that a lot of former industrial areas are being reinvented, and there's some really interesting buildings to check out. Turn left when you come off the bridge and you'll eventually reach the Koyasplatz Apartments, which is a great example of how Copenhagen tackles its city planning. These three buildings sit amid old warehouses and their design is clearly warehouse style, although they have these cool folded roofs that make them feel very contemporary. They're also designed to be super energy efficient. And as part of the design process, the neighbors were invited to help set the height limits and choose the building materials. We're gonna do a bit of a U-turn now and head southeast along the water, which lets us look across to some more eye-catching architecture, including a building known as the Black Diamond. It's an extension to the Royal Library and it's a shiny faceted facade. It mirrors the sort of sea and sky in this ever-shifting effect. It's quite lovely. We're about to hit another of my favourite structures, which is the Circle Bridge. So it's designed by Danish Icelandic architect Olafur Eliasson. And this pedestrian bridge is actually made up of a series of discs. If you imagine a bunch of lily pads joined together, you'll be getting the idea. To add to the whimsy, each of these circles also has a mast on it, which is a reference to the sailing ships which were once moored here. One of the things that Copenhagen has actually focused on in recent years is giving its citizens more access to the water. And we're now coming to two prime examples of this. So the one directly in front of us is the harbour bath, where there are five separate pools, including two, which are specially for children, filled with harbour water. So it's got this super central location, which makes it really easy for locals to stop by for a swim on their way to or from work, which is something I wholeheartedly approve of. When you walk across the bridge, you'll come to another development that's designed to get locals in touch with the water. 
Curvabod Wave is a series of promenades and platforms that are set at different levels above the water. So you can come here and gaze out over the river from five metres up, or you can dangle your feet in the water, or you, there's even a platform where you can launch a kayak. What's really clever here is that the architects realised that this shore is in shadow from the early afternoon on. So they spent some time studying where the sun fell on the water and that's where they've built the various platforms. We're now at the edge of the meatpacking district, which is handy because by now you're probably getting a little bit peckish and this is a good place to fuel up. So why don't we wind things up here? There's lots of restaurants to choose from here. I like Codbuen's Fiskabar for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because it's so different to most of Copenhagen's restaurants, which have these cool, sleek Nordic interiors. And I really love those, don't get me wrong. But Fiskabau's decor is very rough and ready, and that's fun for a change too. The other thing I love about it is that it has sensational seafood. The best thing to do here is order up a range of entrees. Make sure you have some of the razor clams, which are utterly delicious. And if it's on the menu, try the lobster with beer meringue. Thank you so much for joining me on this walk through Copenhagen. Why not come with me for another stroll? You'll find the first two series of Walk the World wherever you download your favourite podcast. And plenty of stories on Copenhagen and other intriguing destinations on my website, utiyunka.com.au. I look forward to catching you next time on Walk the World.